Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Sure is a crunch time on SEN. We're now into our second hour. Everyone feeling fine? Everyone fine? Are you okay? Everyone yeah, good? good. Yeah. Fight up. I need a pie, actually. We've got a gallows pies. We've just got another five minutes. They're ready to go. How funny you yeah, mentioned that. I think that. there's, um, I don't know, if, I think it's five or six in there. Mm. Will that That's be enough? Till two, yes. Yeah, that'll get me through. Yeah. yeah. So to make sure That's going to become um, sauce. Are you a tomato That's, sauce or a barbecue man? Oh, tomato sauce. Have to be barbecue. Mate, I love tomato just... sauce on lobster. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> on what? Lobsters. I love tomato sauce on anything. Yeah, I love lobster. What I a great it, yeah. invention. Yeah. But you know what? I don't like a uh, Bloody Mary. Never liked wow. a Bloody Mary. Wow. I love tomato. I love tomato sauce. Yeah, I um, drink tomato sauce. Mm. But I, I just never got when you were hungover mm. why you'd have something with tomatoes and, and yeah. celery and all these weird vegetables when you're feeling it your most unsteady. I'm strange mm. like that too. I've, I've had honey prawns, but yeah. I've never had honey on toast. Yeah, that is know. weird. That's weird. Did you see Paul Gallen having the honey on the end of a banana the yeah. other night? Was it a banana? Yeah. Was it? <laughs> asking. Oh, I suppose now you haven't got it. Paul Gallon, eh? I'm not having a go at Paul Gallon. Last time I did that, I've got a defamation letter, so I'm not <laughs> See what I'm talking about, Jimmy? Yeah, exactly. It's That's a brave a, new world. It is. It it's it a brave is. new That's world. Right. All those yarns you told in the break, yeah, yeah no, defamation exactly. letters coming left, right, and centre <laughs> on that one. Uh, crunch time, thanks to Red Rooster, new spicy wings. Feel the peppery tingle. Limited time, so get in fast. The rooster's calling. And Isuzu, the powerful three-litre turbo diesel Isuzu D-Max, born to play. So let's jump into this one. This is the game on Thursday night. I don't know why I'm laughing. It was it was comical if you're in some ways. Broncos hosting the Rabbitohs at Suncorp Stadium are beaten 46 points to nil, 18 nil at half time. And the conversation that we were having here on NRL Nation was they're actually playing okay, the Broncos. Yeah. And they lose 46 nil. How has that happened, Brendan? Oh, I don't have any problems with it. I think I, <laughs> yes, like, yes. I don't understand what the big issue is with Broncos being shit. No. Like the Titans can come last six years in a row. The Sharks can be useless for 15 years. Yep. Um, every other team can have a, you know, the, we accept the Bulldogs are going a bit shit. Mm. The Panthers were shit for ages. Everyone's shit. Oh, the Broncos are shit. There's a, cri- there's a national crisis. <laughs> yeah. You know, in order to get happy, we need to embrace the times when we're not happy. And we need to learn from them, climb back out. I think the Broncos just need to just go, right, it's over. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Embrace it. Learn. Instead of every week going, how do we win the comp? How do we win the comp? So just see, where are you? Be where you are. And everyone, the egos in Brisbane and the newspapers just have to accept it's a time to be disgraceful. Yeah, so uh, who would have thought we'd be talking about the Broncos getting another wooden spoon? But it's going in the it's going in the kitchen. I guarantee it. Put but it in the, the kitchen. To start the game off, telling everyone that Pangai Junior won't be there next year or might be gone straight away. Geez, that's rough. Isn't Pangai Junior coming out to play, going, oh, by the way, yeah, uh, yeah, with the whole locker situation. Mm. Um, if you could pack that up after the game, that'd yeah, be great. <laughs> we talk about players. Pangai Junior, he does my head in. Like he's a natural talent, isn't he? I need someone with his attitude and mindset. Over Jake Trevojevic. Imagine he'd be a world class player if he had That's that right. mindset. But mate, no, he hasn't. I just, I just, I'm, I'm disappointed with the Broncos. They're good for 20 minutes, but the game goes for 80. Mm. Mm. Apparently, Tavita Pangai Jr. was in the sheds going, Salt! <laughs> and then he went, Contract! But you know what? There's something, there's something rancid in there at the moment. It's just not working because you watch little Dearden last night wax on a cowboy's jumper. I thought he was fantastic. Mm. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's it, the, the best of the thing. System. 
out of the system. I think Milford, you know, if, if he could go to another club, we might see, you know, there's something in there and I think they've got to embrace the fact that it's not going well instead of having these expectations of being this great, you know, champagne club. This is what Corey Parker said middle of the game. This is on courtesy of Fox League, the audio, but this was the Talk story to that us, Corey. Yeah, this was and apparently from what I understand, CEO of the Brisbane Broncos Dave Donahue went to the sideline reporters for each of the respective networks and told them the news. Here's Corey reporting it. Now our ace reporter on the sideline Corey Parker in journalist mode tonight has uh, breaking news for us Corey. What's that? What's the deal? Yeah, there's just some news that's come to light at the moment that uh, Tavita Pangai has been given permission by the Broncos uh, to look elsewhere for, for next year, so or even uh, as soon as maybe next week. So we'll wait and see how that unfolds. All righty, Corey Parker on the sideline here. SEN's Andrew Voss uh, calling that one too, courtesy of Fox League. So the other piece to go with that, Brendan, is that the players were told prior to the game. Now, I know Spud's got his very strong thoughts on Tavita Pangai Jr., but what I know is and, and understand is that he's a leader in that group. Mm. And so well, that's going to put of, everyone on the back In terms of Kevy's cake, you know, he's <laughs> kind of got the cake. He's taking little pieces of the cake out. And yeah. The cake's a mess. Yeah. It's a pub over. He did, he did talk about a cake. He did there talk about a cake. But you know what? This is, this is kind of what I'm saying is I, I reckon – you know, Kevy just embracing where it's at is at instead of hoping for something else and, mm. and getting rid of the guys that don't give a thousand percent every week mm. um, is probably the start of it. Yeah, mm. well, look at Pangai. Look, it's, um, um, as I said, I hate seeing natural talent go to waste. Payne Haas has a go every game. He's leading the front. But Pangai Jr., the only time I really seen him stand out was probably two years ago when he took on Tom Lolo head on, smacked him how it should be taken. Yeah. I've never seen it again. Yeah. Oh, he's got that in him. He, he's so powerful. And, and he wants wasn't to. there? There was about ten clubs that are after him already, so everyone could see it. Uh, yeah, I think there are ten clubs that have made contact with him and coaches. And yeah. from what I understand, there's coaches that don't even have clubs that have made contact with <laughs> yeah. him and, and, and trying oh, to get in there. Pickup. So, so I, I would, I, I think earlier this year in that mm. game where the the Broncos ran the Panthers really close, I think Tavita Pangai Jr. put himself on the other side of the field and said, "I want you, Viliami Kickout," and Viliami Kickout mm. did not want to know about it. Yeah, on his day, he's great, Jimmy. That's on his day. Every day. Okay. It should be every game. It should be The money is on. It should, be, it should be on fire every game. I don't disagree with you on that. So I'm going to now make you his manager. Mm. Where would you advise Tavita Pangai Jr. to go? Where would I go? If yeah. I was a player, yeah. I want to be coached. There's only two or three good ones these days. Either the Roosters, Melbourne Storm. And if he, if he wants a bit of discipline, go to, go to the, uh, the, the West Tigers, Madge McGuire. They've all been background mm. of coaching of Melbourne. I love Madge, but he's got to have players there who want to play for Madge. The he Ma- loves his players. I don't see enough out of the players. The Madge, the Madge factor can backfire, though, because you've got to get those guys who are going to do those extra Some things and, and, and respond to the dictatorial mm. guy because I think a lot of the younger players these days, they don't respond to the spray. Mm. They don't respond to the, yeah, gap down and do that, you little piece of this. But Brenda, I don't I'm think pretty they sure like it's like that. acting as well, mate. Like you like to be your own person and sometimes mm. you need to be dictated to how to, how to do your acting, okay? Mm. Sometimes players, sometimes actors need to be told what to do. And he's oh, one of these players in each direction. He needs but direction. I, and there's no direction there at the Broncos. I like being told what, like where to stand and what to do. Then you with, take with the with the idea that I'll be doing it, you know what I mean? Because they want me to do it, and I think that's that stuff that those great coaches do is they 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 know exactly 
what they want the player to do. They want them to play their brand of footy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And bring the best out of your game, not kind of turn it into something else. But, uh, yeah, but it's interesting. I think because we've, we've had, you know, a, a lot of uh, people north of the border are very obsessed with, with this show. We've actually attracted... Oh, look, there's a number of sponsors that are already involved with the program, Red Rooster and Izuzu, and, and given some of the work that's happened during the course of the week and on the back of that game, we've actually got a, a, a new sponsorship opportunity, which is fantastic to introduce to you right now. This weekend, if you're in the Ben Hunt for some local seafood, plucked fresh from Red Hill River, get down to Seabold Seafood Market. End of financial year frenzy. This Wayne Bennett-founded, Kevin Walters' floundering Brisbane institution of stink is offering crazy deals on anything that swims. And trust me when I say this, anglers, all fish must go. With the Dearden Drummer and Brody Crabs now further upstream, local snapper Jake Turpin is only $2 a kilo. The flat-nosed Flegler, $3 a kilo. And from the Hetherington River, if you buy a tray of Tessie New Sashimi, we will throw in a free fillet of Tavita Pangai Perch for nothing. That's right, you can just have it. A whole fillet of Pangai, yours. And it's never been fresher. Don't under Underestimate the chewiness of our Matthew Lodge lobsters. Once you rip the claws off, they're just so soft in the centre. Instead of having a Tyson Gamble this weekend, take a punt on our meat section with the 12-year-aged Wagyu Carmichael Hunt. Not quite ready to put on the barbie, but showing signs it won't be long. Take a look at our halfback hake bargain ice box. We've got eight different varieties of halfback hake, all flavourless and all on the turn, but, geez, are they affordable. Whack them in a curry or a stew, you won't even notice. The marinated stag's fish, the Xavier floats, you won't want to miss our locally farmed Farmsworth herb squid. Seabold Seafood Market also boasts the Milford mussels. Impossible to pry open, but we hear they're quite tasty when you do. Anastasia approved abalone. Albert Kelly Carp. Selwyn Cobbo. Ben Dobbo. You're a yobbo. If only we didn't sell Walsh and Nico. Pour some Forex on the barbie and you won't feel the pain. And before you ask, no, we don't sell pain hearts. Seabold Seafood Market, right on the Red Hill River. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'd no be getting down there. We... Get down there on the weekend. There's some great bargains there, isn't there? How long did that take you to do? What's that? How long did that take you to do? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I just did that this morning, about half oh, yeah. an hour or something. Was there, a, was there a contact point for Seabold Seafood Markets? They're right on the river down there at Red Hill. So Red Rooster, Isuzu, and Seabold's Seafoods Market. Seafood Market, Market on the Red Hill River. Yeah, on the Red Hill River. Yeah. The, the Wayne Lodge. Bennett owned, Kevin <laughs> Walters run, Yes, <laughs> Seabold Seafood Market. <laughs> Offloading everything. I think everything in the river is for sale, how except many, for pa- the Payne Haas Perch. How many half-baked ha- uh, haki? Eight. Half, there's eight. eight. There were eight. There? That's right. There were there's eight. eight. There was eight. That was right. And, and you know what? We're only just over halfway through the season. That's so right. Could, we're not done yet. There could be more species <laughs> of halfback coming your way at Seabold's Seafood Market on the Red Hill River. Lodge lobster with the tomato sauce? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Once yeah, you I'd, rip the claws off. A little bit soft in there. <laughs> Very clever, mate. Very clever. That is that is outstanding. Um, Kevin Walters has, oh, how would we best describe it if he was on a leather couch, has some issues that he has to move through. One of the issues that he had was in the post-game press conference. It was cringeworthy at times. And Pete Bedell from the Courier-Mail did not miss 
Well, we, we've got a plan at our place. We've been saying it all year about restructuring our roster. So, yeah, that's what it's that's what it's about. We need to restructure our whole football club. Everyone, everyone is under review, including myself. So, we're all just going to have you know the next period have a really good look at all of ourselves and which we've already done. There's a plan. There's a plan there, but we will have a you know we'll all just have to have a good look look at ourselves and look at where we're at because you know whilst there were some things that didn't go our way tonight, we're, you know we're not up to scratch, mate. You know, just not up to NRL level. That's it, basically. Yeah, it's not good enough. Morale in the place because there's probably going to be a lot of players nervous about where they stand over the next few weeks. Oh well, look, everyone's had um, 15 weeks to prove themselves and their value on the football field. So we're all under the microscope. You know, not just players, coaches, performance staff. Everyone's everyone's in the firing line. 15 weeks as well, Kev. But it looks like the side's gone backwards. Like, there were signs of regeneration. Like, do you feel you're up to this job? Yeah, mate, yeah. Certainly do. I wouldn't say we've gone backwards. We've got three wins from 15 games, and we've got 10 to go. So, come and see me at the end of the year, Pete. Wow. <sighs> um, at one stage, Pete Bedell from the Courier-Mail, and, and let's put it on the table, he and Wayne Bennett enjoy a very good relationship. So, make of that what you will. But he, at one point, said, do you think Wayne could help? <laughs> Kevin went, oh, no, that's fine. Thanks very much. Mm. He didn't oh, miss wow. him. Didn't miss him at all. I feel, I feel for Kevin because you always see of him being the jovial sort of type. Um, mate, there's no laugh for him in that body anymore. He is hurting. He, he'd be looking up at that Fox Sports commentary box going, geez, that was nice up there last yeah. year, wasn't it? <laughs> Just calling yeah. the game and relaxing with Vonnie yeah. and... And Brandy, but you know, you got to the questions. Are right, I love it when he said the other. They said, "Are you frustrated?" He goes, "No, I'm not frustrated." You know? <laughs> <laughs> the you frustrated? No, I'm not frustrated. <laughs> oh, do I, uh, no, there's nothing frustrating about it. <laughs> How long you been paranoid? Yeah. Well, ever since they started plotting <laughs> yeah, against exactly. me, I'm not frustrated. <laughs> and you know, because people say it's gone backwards since Seabolt's left and mm. all sorts of things, and you wonder. You know, it, he has inherited a mess. Is it Kevy's fault that it's not getting better? I don't know. Like, mm. I, I, I actually think it's an attitude philosophy thing from the, the front desk, which is what, they're not embracing the fact that it's broken. They're just trying to, like, quickly solve it every week. Yes. Instead of going, all right, let's, let's have a really big honesty chat here yeah. about what the hell is going on and with all the people who are running it. Yeah, so, we, so, so, mate, we know, we know one person can fix it. Can you see him ever going back? Never. Wayne Bennett. Not whilst Carl Morris is there as chairman. Mm. So they, they pretty much have an irreparable um, relationship. So um, Carl Morris is still there as chairman. Not many chairmen sack themselves. Right. Not many chairmen sack themselves. So um, Peter Nolan, he's gone. He's the recruitment manager, the general manager of football. So he's gone. So um, Andrew Kroll, he's the high performance chief. He's gone. Changes are being made. Dave Donahue's been in there for four weeks. He's the CEO that's come from the Melbourne Storm. He has to make changes. So he's got um, – how far those ca- changes go, we have to wait and see. The, the playing personnel is changing. We know that. Tevita Pangai Jr. has yeah. been told, hey, mate, you've, you can go get something. See you later. Yeah, because you've got Adam Reynolds coming out, and that's exciting. Correct. But a- a- Adam Reynolds isn't like a Michael Jordan who's just going to walk into any town and all of a sudden, you know, you're going to make the playoffs, is he? Like, that's right. He's a great player because you look at those guys at South who he passes the ball to and those forwards that get up the centre – you know, a Burgess and Cam Murray. Yeah. You know, and then he's got probably the greatest, you know, left side back line yes. um, going round that yeah. I've seen. Um, so Adam Reynolds is surrounded by talent. I mean, I, I really like that Herbie Barnworth. He's a good player. I, I think he's a great yeah. player. Stags, if, if Stags gets his, his head screwed on, 
gets off the sauce and, and has a chat <laughs> with the Jake Travojevic. You know, there's blokes in the game that just shouldn't have a schooner. They should have a kombucha. You know what I mean? And yeah. just while you're playing rugby league, don't drink. Then yeah. go, go, you know, you wouldn't see a 100-meter runner getting on the piss on a Saturday night because they're like, yeah. you know what? You know how sh- short your career is till you're 30 yeah. or whatever. It's like, why don't you just be a full-on athlete while you – because you don't know how lucky you are. Yeah. That you that you've got this little period of time, and so I think that there's a whole because sometimes they're getting thrashed, and the mm. cameras go over to the players, and they're all having a laugh and right. on the phones, and they've got the beanies on. I'm like, no, you remember when the Melbourne Storm get beaten? It looks like Gallipoli. It looks like there's, <laughs> there's dead soldiers right. on the ground. Yeah. Like they, like Cameron Smith. Like if he got beaten in round six, like they'd be going, how did that yeah. happen to yeah. us? Yeah, and they yeah. were like, they're at a funeral. You know what I mean? Whereas you look over at Brisbane and they're getting flogged 40 and they're all having a high five and a TikTok and a whatever. Yeah. yeah no. It certainly changed the, actually, that was the, one of the clubs to go to all those years ago. Eight yeah. years ago, nine years ago, it was, it was the place to go to. But now players aren't even looking at it. So where do we, so we, so if if we've identified there's a number of problems, who do we who do we have to apportion the responsibility for that? Like who, do, Darren Lockyer is involved in the recruitment and retention up there. He's a board member. Darren yeah. Lockyer's name hasn't been mentioned. Now, Darren Lockyer is a great player and outstanding human. But if you're making these decisions, where does accountability go? Where does Carl Morris, where does the accountability go? Where's Paul White, the ex-CEO? Yeah. Where does the accountability go there for the seven, eight or nine players that have not only contracts that are beyond what they're worth, but then have options in their favour mm. for one and two years? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I think they've probably got to go and, you know, work on some construction sites, go out to some rural areas. <laughs> I'm serious. Get some full-on perspective mm. at how hard people's lives are. Start digging some holes on 40-degree days for Telstra. Yeah. Um, you know, go out and see how yeah. some other people live, go into some com- rural communities, and then hear and see the love people have for the Broncos, see the love people have for rugby league, and go, hang on, you know, I've got a little burst here. I've got a little opportunity. Wow. And, and I, yeah. I think that because I think they get the free passes there, the free beers, the free yeah. McDonald's, the car. They walk down through Brisbane. They're like, oh, there's the Broncos. And they're yeah. like, that's right. That's right. You know what I mean? And I think cut all that out and, you know, get have some reality. Cut out all the privilege and go, you know, you do it all yourself. Yeah. You bring your costumes. You bring costumes. <laughs> you bring your oranges. You know, get back to really working <laughs> class rugby league, you know, from the yeah. era you were brought up yeah. in of, you know, road jogs and, mm. you know, real basics. Well, I was listening to a, um, a, a podcast from Matty John's show from yesterday and his brother, Joey, brought up about, you know, he, he gets up early, he was walking around Brisbane, he can't believe all the, all the posters of these Broncos players and they've got their shirts off. I said, wait, why are these boys got shirts off photos? They've done nothing in the game. He goes, I have the same experience when I go to Newcastle. There's no players there who really deserve to be doing this. Mm. But with regards, as you spoke before, Brendan, um, you know, that one of their players was down injured. They went, they, they scanned to the, where the bench was. Mm. They're giggling. Yeah, Like, giggles. seriously, giggling. Imagine if I was at Manly and that happened. Like, yeah. if Bozo sees one, look, mate, you're not playing the next week. Yeah. Sure, you might be out injured, but guarantee you're not going to come back for a long time. It's always what annoys me about NBA when a guy misses a free throw and they all go and give you yes, a Yes, they, oh, they, they do. They do. It's that same psychology of like, don't touch him, he missed. No, they do. You know what I mean? I think the Broncos need to employ <laughs> exactly. that whole thing. Of, no, not until you do something do, about, you, do you get a cuddle. What about yeah. when they drop the ball these days and they, go and they pat them on the back? Say, yeah, mate, yeah. you're lucky you don't get a smack on the head. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Take a jumper off them. 
You know what I mean? What would, I think. What would Tommy Radonikus have done? What here? would Tommy <laughs> have done? <laughs> he screamed at but you. No, I reckon sometimes it's a big honesty thing. Like mm. I reckon there's definitely some problems, you know, in the office. But I, I think they've all got to get in there and go. Well, Kevy, to be honest, I don't feel this, and I don't, I can't communicate with him, and I don't know if he's actually interested. I'd love to hear what Payne Haas has to say. Yeah. I'd like, you know, the whole thing of getting the legends in. That's all crap because the younger players, they're not interested in that. Half the half of them probably don't watch footy on the weekends. You know, Absolutely. they're into photography and Instagram and whatever. Yes. You know what I mean? They're a different breed. Yeah. They might not, you know, know some of the, 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 the immortals. I think what you've got, you've got to go in on is their level and say, how do you want it to work? Right. How do you want to play footy? What's your dream? And get them all talking to each other instead of – Trying to bring him into the Talis Kevin Walters old school philosophy is maybe ask them. Go to the players. Yeah. How do and, you feel? And you know what used to do that really well? Rod McQueen. Right. So the, the great Australian no rugby coach. He's right. great, he, he just won everything when he was coach of the Wallabies. And you know what he did? He asked the players, okay, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Okay, yeah. great, great. And make them think that they're controlling it. And then mm. when everything goes wrong, they go, well, hang on. No, you asked for this. Yeah. So you've got to take responsibility for it. Yeah, you ask a bit of that empowering. Yeah, empowering. empowering but, um, but also not giving them the magic treatment yet. But like going in for, for for the full honesty session, you know, maybe I should give them a bit of a theatre workshop. I should ooh. go up and do a theatre workshop. Me there and you, go. Spud, what do you reckon? I've got a word for you. Yeah. Protocols. Protocols. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Speaking of the eighth immortal, speaking of the eighth immortal, this is uh, the, the grab that you have heard Very from good. Andrew Johns yesterday. Go watch last night. The thing that stood out for me, which stunk the worst. John Asiata, head clash, down, on the stretcher, neck brace, getting beat by 30-odd points at that stage. They flashed to the bench. The players behind the bench, the Broncos players, were all laughing and joking and, and yeah. chatting to each other. Could you imagine Man, back in the day at Newcastle when oh, Alec Mamant started... The, the principles and the behaviour, he spoke to the lower grades. When first grade was playing, you all had to sit there. You weren't allowed to have a beer, regardless if you win 80 nil, 21s, you don't have a beer until the first grade players have their first beer. You walk off the field, you shake hands, you are not allowed to talk to the opposition unless you are best friends or you're related. I don't want to see you on the field. If a player makes a break, an opposition player, and even though you know you can't chase him down, you chase him all the way to the line. Yeah, I watched that last night and I thought, well, that sums up where the Broncos are. These blokes just do not care if they win or lose. Morning Glory with Matty Johns. That was Matty and Andrew speaking about how the changing times, mm. which you've just highlighted, Brendan. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think they're making some really good observations there. But the thing is, do you try to force these players into the old way of thinking, or do you go to them? And I, I think there might be something about going, what, you know, what, why are you guys playing footy? What did you always want to do? And um, because I don't know if they're going to respond yeah. to that that form of discipline. I, I, I disagree with that because I, I think that people and, and character is universal and mm. timeless. So Wayne Bennett's 71 years of age. Mm. And he is still able to communicate with people who are 50 years younger than him. So what, what is about that? So yeah, I think there's a universality about that. So, uh, and it's, so we think Tom Traboy, I look at Tom Traboy and think, world's nicest bloke, you know, we heard all these things about it, magnificent player. But until that game against the Eels, where there was the break from, from the Eels and Tom came up with the tackle and they made the break because yeah. Taniela Paseca, a middle forward, was a little bit slow on his, on his middle and making up his half yard. He was about three yards short, mm. to be honest. Mm. Tom Trebojevic screamed yeah, at him, yeah. absolutely screamed at him. And I thought, 
that's a champion. Because his expectation of himself and everyone else is that you, you don't do those things that they would have talked about all week. I, I thought that was a great insight. That sort of competitiveness mm. is not seeing you laughing when you're down 30 nil. Right. I think it also comes down to your grounding of your, how you've been brought up. You know, respect. I don't see enough respect these days. Like, mm. you know, you go on a bus and someone stands up for a lady. I still do that. You've got to do that. And I've taught my son, I've taught my daughter about respect. And some of these players, they get it too easy. Like... These are 21, 22-year-olds with a heap of money. We're talking big money. Mm. Like, we're all coming through, mate. It was peanuts compared to what they were, they were getting, but there was more respect. Talking about, you know, I always held a job. It was either selling something, mm. roughhead walking in trying to sell something. But these players, none of them work. Mm. Put them behind the bar, pull them beers, a couple of schooners in you, right, mm. and then saying thank you for, for following me in rugby league. I don't yeah. see enough of that. No, I remember when I – you know, playing for Delar in Cronulla and all the boys that were going on to the Sharks were either um, policemen or working in construction yeah, yeah, tradies yeah. and then they go to the footy and, and even when they became professional, they still kind of had their jobs and, yeah. and you know, that, that was kind of inbuilt into the culture. But I, I, I don't know, there's something there's something going on, on up there because sometimes they'll show this 20 minutes and, and there, there's a team there. Yes, and uh, there's I, talent. I, I think there's there massive. is the flick of a switch mm. within the Broncos' culture that could happen. I think we, we can judge from the outside. We don't really know what it's like on the inside. So we're just speculating. But I think there might be an easy fix into because they're such talented players. You see, you know, when Xavier Coates, when they get, you know, a bit of flourish, they can smash an opposition with confidence. Yes. Yes. They're confidence players, you know. But w- So how do you give them confidence? How do you go to them? Yeah. But, you know, I always think play to your strengths. You know, when I'm directing people, it's like, what are you good at? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and when I'm going to do an audition or an improvisation or whatever, I'm like, what am I good at? I, you know, always play to something that comes naturally yeah. to you. And I think going to them and going, you know, where are you guys at? How do you feel about your rugby league? And what are your strengths and passions? Might be, a, a, you know, instead of trying to fix it with the, the old school doctrines. I, I don't think it's going to happen unless there's personnel changes. But if Wayne Bennett walked into Red Hill but tomorrow... But Wayne Bennett how, does go how, human to human. That's right. You know what I mean? How long he, would it take them to be competitive? The way he coaches a Latrell would be very different to how he would coach a, a Cameron Murray. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. I, I, my, I always said, I don't know if Wayne Bennett knows the rules of rugby league. No, I think he matter. just knows about men. He's yes. like, how are you going? How's your mum? Yes. How, how's the leg? How, yeah. Have you got your car registered? Yes. You know what I mean? Go out there and have some fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he knows how to deal with personalities. And mm. I think you do have to go almost like a counsellor yeah. and yeah. go, well, he, he loves a big chat and a big cuddle. This bloke just wants to know, run that direction. Yeah. yeah. You know, this bloke wants to know he's popular. Yeah, but the prime example was last last year with the uh, the Origin. It was a late call-up for him to go in there. He only had limited time. <laughs> and he turned that into a machine that wanted to play for Wayne Bennett. Wayne yeah. Bennett's the sort of coach, and I had him at – I had Bob Fulton. He'd, he'd say, Spud, run through that brick wall. I'd yeah. say, how big you want the hole? Yeah. Some other coaches, you go, mate, you go first. Yeah. There's quite a few out there at the moment. But Wayne Bennett, mate, you'd run through three brick walls for him. Because mm. I think I think he makes you feel really special. Like, I think he works you really hard and he has expectations, but I think he sees what you've got to offer. Mm. And he wants to watch you explode with that. He wants to watch you be the best you can be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know, you look in there and they all look like they're in trouble. They all look like they're in the principal's office. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They don't look like, geez, Kevy's really got my back. Queens, Bruce yeah. Broncos really reckon I can do something yeah. here today, you know.
Yeah, I know we've been talking about you know, old times, and I'm I'm so wrapped that I actually played three grand finals, and I actually won one with when I was at Manly. But I had the opportunity. A lot of people don't know this. In '92, I got a phone call at home. It was late. My dad said it's Wayne Bennett. I said, "Yeah, good on you, Dad. It was a G up." And I hopped on the phone. It was Wayne Bennett. And it was back then. It was when the draft was on, and I oh, yeah, uh, he yeah. wanted me as the number one draft choice. And I went, "Look, mate, I'm going to stay home. I'm a family guy." And I decided not to go. And they ended up picking up Lazo. Then they win a comp after comp after comp. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. Well, not make that decision. But I've had a good chat with Wayne a couple of times. Um, just regards, and he said, mate, you should be proud of what you did. But I look at these South players, and I, and I, thought, I said to Tom Burgess, you guys are so lucky to have someone like that in your life. It's mm. just it's not learning about footy. I don't know how much of a footy coach is, but it's life skills. And yeah. you can just through, see the way they play and the way they – they, they just love each other, these players, and they'll do anything for the coach. And and temporary father figures in our life, you know, that come in mm. through our life. Like, you can see that Wayne Bennett is kind of like a father figure for a lot of yeah. them. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's right. going to bring out your skills too. No doubt. Much like Spud's providing for me today when he told me about my defence, which he spent 20 years hidden. Well, mate, seriously, no, you're, you're a very good low tackler. Oh, you could tell go. by the, your knees. It was always bark off the knees. <laughs> bark. <laughs> bark, which means right. hits the ground first, but... <laughs> no, I just can't remember, remember you um, ever, I was, ever taking I was someone the, high. I, I like Michael Speechley, the lawnmower. Oh, he was the oh, worst. Oh, That's how I used yeah. to tackle around the ankles. Yeah. There you go. Uh, crunch time. We've got to get to a break. It's all thanks to Red Rooster, Izuzu, and Seabold's Seafoods Market. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.